Welcome to the Third and Long Podcast. I'm your host, Henry Mitchell. We're joined with Christian Josie, Drazen Ginsberg, Sean Aylin, and Greg Gitter. So um, this is episode one of our podcast. Um, we're going to be going, going over some recaps from week two. Uh, we're, then we're going to go into some uh, stardom sit-ems for your fantasy football team, along with uh, some, we're going to talk about the games for next week. Then we're going to go into some, our own bold predictions for this week, week three. And then at the end, we're going to end with our own trivia. So, uh, week two was pretty exciting. Um, yeah, there, we had a lot of injuries. Um, obviously players like Saquon, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so we, in our own time, we watched the uh, recap of the Cowboys-Falcons game, which, as you probably know, was crazy. Uh, with five minutes left, the Falcons were up by 15 points, and the Cowboys ended up coming back to win by a point. So um, let's just go around and uh, say, what are your what are your thoughts on this this game? Because it was it was pretty eventful. Um, I thought that the Falcons played great on offense in the first half, and I think they played a pretty well rounded game on the offensive side. Um, they had three receivers who were productive their defense just killed them in the end because for them to be up 15 with four minutes left and two timeouts, I think it was, and just blow that lead, it's just terrible. And the onside kick that they watched was just terrible. They can't let that happen. If they want to win games in the future, they're, they're not going to be able to let up uh, points like that. So Yeah, I completely agree. I think – you got it. Um, oh. I, th- I think that – the Cowboys just had, I don't think it was as much as the Falcons defense. I just think the Cowboys had a super productive half on offense because you saw Dak throwing the ball to just about everybody on the team, whether it was CD or Michael Gallup or Amari Cooper downfield. You just had everyone getting the ball, sharing the love. You had Zeke running the ball. You just couldn't really stop it. And then the Falcons offense just wasn't really doing much in the fourth quarter to help put points back up on the board. Completely. Dak balled out. I think it was – he had 400 passing yards and three rushing touchdowns, maybe two. Um, that's, it, he was rough. It was rough in the first quarter, uh, especially when I was looking at some of my fantasy teams. But he, he got better from there, and he really carried the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, so I totally agree. Um, Falcons were definitely slacking in the second half. Um, the the, the inside kick, like from what I saw – it was almost like the Atlanta Falcons were like surrounding the ball, not even wanting to like, yeah. you know, and I thought, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like if, if I was one of them, I would have just gone onto the ground, get that ball. Um, but impressive comeback by the Cowboys. Um, the, I mean, the Falcons have done this before when they got blown out by the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And I mean, I think the, I think, the Falcons just got to have this mentality of just play the whole game. And it's, I mean, yeah, it happens sure. to get out, but you got to play the whole game with the same 110%. I don't think the Falcons did that. Um, yeah. So. Um, another player uh, we haven't talked about is Matt Ryan. He had a great game. Mm-hmm. He had four passing touchdowns. Uh, so, with a passer rating of 126. Um, it, I think it was just, like, a really, like, overall great game for both teams. It just, like, in the fourth yeah. quarter, it kind of just, like, just didn't really come together. And, like, the Cowboys got really lucky with that onside kick. Um, I think yeah. the Cowboys, they, like, they just looked way more professional and looked like it was supposed to happen. Where you just had Atlanta just missing opportunities left and right where you get to a third down and get stopped when you have to get that third down. Or we saw the play with um, Russell Gage at um, quarterback through that wildcat formation. Oh, yeah. And Julio just drops a wide-open touchdown. That, that's the game right there in his hands. He just drops it. Yeah. If you put that touchdown on the board, the Cowboys aren't coming back, and we know that. Another player uh, I want to talk about was Calvin Ridley. These first two weeks, he's been going crazy. And it's partly because Julio, they're trying to stop Julio, but, I mean – He's proven that he's the right draft pick for them. 
Yeah, and with that that Russell Gage throw, I mean, we've seen the Falcons use that before, like back when they had Muhammad Sanu, because obviously, like mm-hmm. he played some quarterback, uh, like in college. So, I mean, it was it's a great formation for them to use. But like we were just talking about this, I mean, Julio against the Panthers that one time dropped that touchdown in this exact same play. Uh, yes. So. I mean, it was just – it's just a bad Julio play all over again. I mean, he's still a great player. It's just like – I mean, this game he had 24 yards. So, I think they really uh, – that uh, Dallas defense was definitely focused on uh, locking him down. So, um, something that I thought was just really funny was, like, throughout that game during halftime through the third quarter, quarter, there were already, like, Twitter and Instagram posts about how the Cowboys suck and all that stuff, and then they come back, and everybody's just, like, disappointed and mad because, you know, we all hate the Cowboys. So that was really funny, and everybody's commenting, oh, that didn't age well and stuff like that. So The Cowboys have just become such a meme. It gets really funny, but, like, yeah. and then when they win, everybody's like, you know, you're not talking anymore. But, yeah. I thought it was – I thought those um, Cowboys defensive backs had a really big second-half impact where, I mean, week one – you kind of saw them with the Rams a little bit, but the Rams were just killing up with that wide receiver screen pass. And then once they'd actually get adjusted that wide receiver screen pass, you had Malcolm Brown who had a huge day with two touchdowns and a hundred yards or so. So you had those like big step offs, especially because um, Diggs had a really big game. He had a couple big breakups, almost a pick, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Diggs is a really solid corner. Mm-hmm. Um, do y'all want to move on to the next game we are going to talk yeah, about? Yeah, okay, so yeah. we have some other really good games uh, last week. So, um, obviously, Christian's a big Bills fan, so the Bills did beat the Dolphins. Uh, Josh Allen won AFC Offensive Player of the Week. So. Yeah, I've never seen Josh Allen have a performance like that. He had um, 417 passing yards, four touchdowns. Um, and Byron Jones and um, – their other secondary players could not stop the offense. I mean, Stephon Diggs had eight catches for 153 yards and a touchdown. John Brown had 82 yards and a touchdown. Beasley had 70 yards in um, all five catches, uh, along with 26. And there were just plays in the game where Josh Allen just looked like an MVP caliber quarterback. He looked like Mahomes in a lot of the situations. And I think that he's going to have a very good year. Um, at, on the Dolphins side, I think, Fitzpatrick did play a very good game. Um, I they need to fix that running game. There is no running game there. Um, Breida has not been playing great. This time Gaskin, he has not been playing great. The only thing I was really worried about in the Bills was their um, ability to let a tight end destroy us. Mike Gusecki, the Dolphins tight end, had eight catches for 130 yards and a touchdown off 16.3 average yards per catch. Um, that's something they need to work on. But overall, good one for the Bills. So I think when it comes to um, the Bills, like having such a good offense that game is because the Dolphins have so many new players on defense and they still, with like the smaller off season and all the Corona stuff, I think they haven't really gotten the chance to gel together and be the defense that they potentially could be. So I personally think they're still one of the bottom defenses in the league and the Bills were really able to throw and run all over them, just do whatever they wanted. So I think the Dolphins need to take their time, get to know each other, like gel together better, and then their defense will start to excel. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. Um, I mean, coming from a, I mean, uh, like a Dolphins team that was literally like awful last year, and that and that's how they're starting this year, zero and two. I mean, they they probably won like one or two games last year or something like that, but, um coming into like the process of gaining new people and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a crazy time. And I think, I think honestly, like in the next five years, I think we can see the dolphins coming to be like a really strong team. I I think that the dolphins, I don't really know what's going on. I didn't see much of that game, but I know that in the offseason, they acquired both Aqib Tlaib and Byron Jones, which are huge two secondary pickups. I mean, you have depending, depending on the year, you have two former pro bowlers slash current pro bowlers, depending on the year with Aqib Tlaib. But Byron Jones is almost always a, 
a contender for that Pro Bowl spot. But I think that they have the potential. But I don't know how I feel about the Dolphins quite yet because they just, like, I kind of consider them the Juco of the NFL because you just see players just go there, ball out a little bit, and then just get traded straight away. So, I mean, for example, you have Ryan Tannehill had a couple productive years there, but you see him get traded into a better system or picked up. I don't really remember what happened with that situation, but you see him go to the Titans and just absolutely ball out last season, take him to a AFC, not the AFC championship, the divisional. And you just see like all the running, Jay Ajayi had that huge year in Miami and got traded and was part of that yeah. Super Bowl team with um, Philadelphia. And you have Kenyon Drake last year who balled out and now he's a top 10 running back in the NFL with the Cardinals. And a couple years back, Jarvis Landry, too, when he went to from the Dolphins to the Browns, even though the Browns obviously weren't very good and still aren't, but that's another example of that. Yeah, so uh, speaking of the Cardinals, I think we should go into talking about this uh, Cardinals versus Washington football team game. Uh, so I was looking at this game. I was looking at some highlights and stuff last night. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, Kyler Murray is doing amazing this year. He has – uh, he oh, had yeah. 286 yards and three total touchdowns. Obviously, I have him on my fantasy team, so I really like him this year. But I think by the end of this year, he could cement himself as, like, definitely a top-five quarterback. If he really – if he keeps playing the way he's been playing, then um, that could really go somewhere. Um, another uh, – like, that Arizona defense is not too strong, but they have – I mean, they have Chandler Jones, who's arguably the best pass rusher in the league. Another guy who's had a really good year is um, Buda Baker. He already has uh, uh, 20 tackles in just two games. And uh, he, he was a pro bowler a few years ago. So, like, I'm, I'm really liking this Arizona team. I mean, they have D-Hop, obviously. He didn't have a huge impact, but he did score. And, um, and then Kyler uh, finished that off with uh, two rushing touchdowns. I'm, I'm excited to see this Arizona defense come together a little more because you see – Buda Baker, highest paid safety in NFL history this year. Then you have Patrick Peterson, who I don't think there's a year where he's been bad. And they obviously have Chandler, you have Chandler Jones, who's a little timeless wonder. I don't really know how old he is, but he's been he's been around as long yeah. as anybody else. And he just always is in that conversation for a top five pass rusher, top three, top best. Like I'm just excited to see this team just kind of go into a little role player. They Last year, they acquired Jordan Hicks and um, another linebacker. I don't remember who. But they just – I'm excited to see this all gel. And it's, I think it's going to be a good defense to take this team far in, far in the playoffs. And something that we can't forget about is their first-round draft pick, Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how he's performed so far, but I'm assuming pretty well. He's been, um, yeah, he's been pretty good, for a rookie at least. I mean, yeah. I was looking at it. He has, like, a good, a good amount of tackles he's looking – He's looking good. That's good. Um, and with the connection with Kyler Murray to D Hop, it's it's fabulous though. Yeah. Like I mean, even like I mean, D Hop might not be scoring touchdowns as much, but the difference between um Deshaun Watson and D Hop and Kyler Murray and D and D Hop in like these two games, it's totally different mm-hmm. yeah. because he's getting the ball. And he's getting yards like he should because he's always a top 10 fantasy prospect. And then most of the time he's a, he's a bust. But I think, I think this year, I think if you did draft him, he is always a wide receiver one. And I think that he is just up from here. I see Kyler. I think Kyler is going to be definitely a, MVP candidate at the end of the season he's I mean he's just had super productive first two weeks I mean he was going against a strong 49ers defense last week or I guess they were they've been all over injuries this weekend a little bit last week I think but you see him this year this week at Washington with three total touchdowns that's like at least five on the year for him because then I guess you can also bring in top runners throughout the league I got where Josh Allen but I think that Kyler Murray's just a little bit ahead because Josh Allen really hasn't been 
up against that full test quite yet. He, I mean, he mm-hmm. had the Jets week one and the Bill and the Dolphins week two. I think yeah, that's no. be a test for Josh Allen against the uh, Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, on the other side of this game, we obviously have the Washington football team who – I mean, I don't think they're looking that bad. I mean, Haskins is like we we usually know him as being a pretty bad quarterback, but I mean, he had over 200 yards and a touchdown. And Terry McLaurin is looking really good. He had uh, yeah, seven he catches, 125 and a touchdown. He, I I expect him to ball out big because these Washington running backs, I just don't see him getting it done this year. They're just they're O line. I don't really see. Trent Williams, I'm, is he still there? I he might have gone. He's on the Forty Niners, I think. Yeah, so their O line is just not. Their just O line's not good enough to sustain any big run game or anything like that. I think Terry McLaurin and Dwayne Haskins are going to have to form a big bond, kind of like a D Hop Deshaun Watson type thing. Yeah, where mm-hmm. you just you kind of just know what's going. Terry McLaurin, he's got to do whatever he can to not let you stop him. And yeah, I just. That Washington football team D line though, I know. Yeah, no, they're front. Seven. Oh they're yeah. Front seven. I mean, Chase I mean, Young's been playing well. Uh, Kerrigan well, hasn't had a great year so far, but I mean, it's only week uh, going into week three. And then another guy who I was looking at last night. Um, I don't know if y'all have heard of him, but his name is uh Kevin Pierre Lewis. This year he has 19 tackles. He's the leading tackler for that team. So, I mean. He, so far in his career, he seems like pretty underrated. So, I mean, we could also see, got like, like we could see some some really good players on that defense. And like Montez Sweat, you got to add him to that. He's yeah. young, and still getting better. I think he can be a really good player in the future. Yeah, I think I think once this Washington football team offense starts clicking a little bit better, their defense is going to keep getting confidence because Washington football team just having problems putting the putting some points on the board they're just really not getting to the end zone as much as they need to be for that defense to be as confident as we probably want them to be so I think once they start scoring their defense they're going to kind of take in their roles and everything I think that D line is going to start going crazy I think Landon Collins is going to have a big impact in that secondary as well I think it's going to be a good year for the Washington football team not that great I think I think it could possibly go six and ten but I mean it's better than their Three and thirteen, four and twelve yeah. season last year. Definitely, but I think they'll do better than expected at the beginning of the season. All right, um, I think those are some of our biggest games. Unless y'all want to talk about the Panthers, otherwise um, we're. Gonna... I have a game I wanted to. Discuss yeah, sure. Um, the Titans Jaguars game. That was a really good game. Um, the Jags. A lot of people are saying they were going to go zero and sixteen. Uh, they surprised oh, yeah. me with the win up against a Colts team who has potential, but they haven't really clicked yet. Um, Farmer Minshew's playing amazing. He, I mean, he's just balling out. Um, their running game is looking good to James Robinson, who had 102 yards and a touchdown. Um, Chark is playing pretty good. Their receiving core is playing good. Their offense is good. Um, the only thing I'm worried about on their is their defense. A couple of years ago, they were, I mean, amazing on D, but now I just – Absolutely. And as far as the Titans go, Tannehill played really well. He had four touchdowns, high completion. Derrick Henry's been struggling a little bit these last two weeks. Um, he only had 84 yards mm-hmm. off 27 carries. Um, and a player I want to talk about in Tennessee is Johnny Smith. He's the tight end for them. He's um, He had 84 yards and two touchdowns. I think he's going to be a good impact player for them this year. All right. And oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I think another player on their offense to look out for, although he was injured last week and didn't do too well the first week, is AJ Brown. I really not only because he's on my fantasy team, but just in general and him as a player in person, I want him to succeed, and I think he can totally do that in these upcoming weeks. Um, and I think he is a player who's gonna do if he. Pl- Uh-oh, Sean's frozen. Um, I can I can just kind of go off that a little bit. I mean, last year we saw those Ole Miss wide receiver rookies. Just absolutely, you you yeah. can't you can't watch NFL and not like at least one of them. 
Because whether it's DK Metcalf, who looks like he could play linebacker, or AJ, AJ Brown just was a huge impact on that um, Titans offense where they kind of had offense, they kind of had a passing game. It was more rushing game towards the end of the season. But also Derrick Henry, the last couple of years, he's been starting off the season god awful. He's been having, he's been around that eighth, ninth, tenth game. He's really been clicking, getting those 150, 200 yard multiple touchdown games. Another player in Tennessee that's looked really good so far is Corey Davis. Um, he has like 140 yards in his first two weeks combined um, and two touchdowns. I think that he could potentially – this is a contract year for him, so I potentially could see him taking A.J. Brown's spot as a number one receiver on that team. All right. Do you guys want to do uh, stardom sit-ems? Yeah. Yeah, we can All move right, on to that. Like to go first. Um, I can go first. Okay. All right. So for my stardoms, I have Eckler and Deontay Johnson because I, Deontay Johnson is going to sorry Texans offense, especially being a number two receiver. Big Ben's going to find him a way to get that ball. And week one, we saw the Chiefs just absolutely kill the Texans offensively. Clyde Edwards Hilaire had a big week, but Demarcus Robinson, that number four wide receiver in that offense, he had two touchdowns that he dropped, which, I mean, that's a bad day for him, but you still see, like, the number four receiver had two options at a touchdown. That shouldn't be happening. And then my sit, I have A.J. Green against a strong Baltimore defense. Is that who they're playing this week? I completely forgot. Uh, no. No, no, they like have Chiefs um, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I don't know. Let's skip it. And then I have another set. I have the entire Giants backfield. That backfield, I think, is just a cancer for that team in general. I think you saw you saw Saquon. He was had little to no production those first two weeks. He just did nothing. I Devontae Freeman. He might he might thrive in that environment. I'm not really sure. But we saw Saquon, who we all know what he can do. We all seen what he can do. I just think that this Giants backfield is something that y'all everyone needs to stay away from. Because if Saquon can't get it done, I don't think Devontae Freeman or Deion Lewis will. Yeah, I th- I think um, if Devontae Freeman is there on the waiver wires, that's a good pickup. But you should not be putting him in your lineup this first week. This first week that he's with the Giants, maybe not even the next couple of weeks. But I think later in the season he'll be able to show like why he was a pretty good running back in the NFL. Um, it'll just take him a while to get there. Um, so for, for my stardoms, I have Juju Smith-Schuster and James Robinson running back for the Jags. I put Schuster because, I mean, again, he's going against a really bad Texans D, and I just think he'll ball. And for James Robinson, he's going against Miami, who has not been – I mean, they're – Right now, um, considered the worst run stoppers in the league, and Robinson had 100 yards and a touchdown last week against a decent Titans D, so I think that he'll ball out. Um, and for my sit I have Robert Woods and Evan Ingram. Ingram is playing the 49ers D, who tend to shut down tight ends a lot, and I just don't see Ingram doing anything against them. And for Robert Woods, he's facing a top five, top three Bills defense, um, and Tredavious White is going to be on him, arguably a top – three corner in the league. I think he'll be shut down. I think Cooper Cup's going to get a lot of um, receptions. Yeah, so um, I'll go next. So for my stardoms, I have Jonathan Taylor, who's going to be going up against the Jets, and then uh, LaVisca Chenault uh, going up against Miami. So for Jonathan Taylor, obviously, um, Marlon Mack is, you know, he's injured. So uh, the only, really the only running backs they have are Jonathan Taylor and then um, Naheem Hines. So I'm just really liking Taylor this week because, I mean, the Jets' defense is really never good. And now that they don't have Jamal Adams anymore, it's going to be pretty hard to stop him. Um, their D-line's not that great either. Uh, for LaVisca Chenault, who's playing Thursday versus Miami, I just, I don't, I just don't really see um, Miami's defense stopping those receivers on the, on the Jags. And uh, Chenault had a really great week one, so uh, I'm feeling him. For Sidham, I got uh, Stefan Diggs versus the Rams and then Jerry Judy versus the Bucks. 
uh, I know St- uh, I know Christian doesn't like the Stefan Diggs pick, but um, I just I don't I just don't see like I think the Bills will win that game, but I don't think I think Stefan Diggs can definitely get uh, locked down by some of those Rams corners, and then Jerry Judy. Um, I'm just I I don't know how much I like that uh, Denver offense. I mean Melvin Gordon's obviously a great running back, but like. I don't really have much confidence in their O-line and against a Tampa Bay defense who has uh, like Indomitian Sue and then obviously like Shaquille Barrett at linebacker. Devin White. Yeah, Devin White, who's emerging as a really great uh, second-year player. I, uh, I'm i just not liking Judy this week. Yeah. All right. Um, so my stardoms are Cam Newton and Keenan Allen. So um, – I went into this year knowing that I that Camden was going to have a great year, and was he having it? He's having a great year. So Cam, because I well, I think Camden should, if you have him, he should be your starter because he can run the ball, he can pass the ball, and he knows what he's doing. And plus, like since Panthers last year, not a very good O line. He was always injured in some way he couldn't really get much yards but this year on the Patriots he has a great O-line and what we've seen in these past two weeks is that the Patriots can drive and then they get to the one yard line and there are no running backs so he just he sneaks in which is six points on your fantasy and then but yeah so um and I think just Cam Newton is a great start no matter what no matter what defense um and so Keenan Allen so Keenan Allen is going against the Panthers and from what we've seen last week Mike Evans 104 yards and a touchdown um against the Panthers I think Keenan Allen can smoke this Panthers defense as much as I don't want that to happen I think that can happen and that's why I think starting Keenan Allen would be a great idea uh for Sidums, I I think you, uh, Ronald Jones and um, Ronald Jones and Emmanuel Sanders. So from what we've seen last week, uh, Leonard Fournette two touchdowns, over 100 yards, and um, I think we're gonna see more of Leonard Fournette in the backfield, personally. And um, I uh, and Leonard Fournette is a great running back. And, I mean, I don't think that he should have gotten traded um, in the first place because now, I mean, the Jags, I mean, they have a great running back, but I I think that Leonard Fournette is really a keeper. But um, so I think that Ronald Jones is not going to get as many touches as Fournette this week, especially against the Broncos defense. And so for Emmanuel Sanders, last week we were thinking, oh, Michael Thomas is out. So you should start Emmanuel Sanders. He's going to be wide receiver one. He got 18 yards. Yeah. And so then, but then now coming back that Michael Thomas might play, um, I would not trust Emmanuel Sanders in that situation. Yeah. Okay, um, I guess it's my turn. So going back to what Gray said with Austin Eckler, um, I have a stardom of Joshua Kelly, the second string running back who's a rookie for the Chargers. Um, I think just him and Austin Eckler are going to tear it up against this sorry Panthers defense. Um, I think if you have Joshua Kelly in like a deeper league, so like 10 or 12 or more people, he's a very good, very, very good flex option this week. Um, and he sh- he's shown that he can play in these past two weeks. And then I also have Allen Robinson, who he is on my fantasy team, but um, the first two weeks he's not been too great. Um, I think first standard he's got seven points and three points, so not doing too well. But I, he's going against a bad a bad Falcons defense, and Trubisky has just been playing actually pretty good making good passes. So I expect a lot from Allen Robinson this week. Um, and my sit are Benny Snell and Zach Ertz. 
I I'm just gonna sit Zacherts every week. He's playing the Bengals this week, but I think Dallas Godart. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I think he's taking over that tight end one spot. Um, and Zacherts just I don't know if it's injuries or what that's been slowing him. I know last year um, he was a little bit banged up, but and then Benny Snell. So a lot of people were considering starting him last week based off of his week one performance. Um, but based off of week two, James Conner is by far still the RB1 for that Steeler team. And um, no matter how good Benny Snell played, James Conner, I think, will still get a big, big, big majority of the carries. All right. So next we're going to go over our score predictions for week three. So um, we're going to pull up some – we're going to pull up the games real quick. All right. So first game we got Thursday, Dolphins-Jaguars. Uh, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with the Jaguars. I, I think it's going to be a pretty – I think it will be a kind of a low-scoring game. I'm going to say uh, 17-14 Jaguars. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Jaguars. I have them winning 28-17. Um, to 17. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jaguars. I'm gonna go 24-17. No, I'm gonna go 24-14. But I think the Dolphins running backs will have a big impact this game. I think they're gonna break out. Uh, I'm gonna go Jags 21-17. Um, I'm gonna go Dolphins 14-21, and yeah, 21-14. All right. Um, let's just go to the one to the right of it. So let's go 49ers Giants. Um, I got the, uh, yeah, I got the 49ers. I think it'll be, um, I'm going to say 28, 21, 49ers. I, um, upset of the week. I have the Giants beating the Niners. I have the score being 14 to 10. Um, I'm going to say... 28 to 10, Niners. Oh, out, it's not going to be as high scoring as the Niners typically would. So I'm going to go like 24 to 14. Uh, so, yeah, I got the fine, uh, I got the 49ers in this game, and I'm going um, about 14 to tw- 28, 14, 49ers. I think right, game going to eat up this game. All right. Uh, let's move on to Washington versus the Browns. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with the Browns in this one. I got the Browns uh, – let's say – I'm going to say 21-17. I'm going to go – I'm going to go Washington football team 17-14. Yep, give me the Washington football team, 24-10. I think Baker throws three picks and gets benched. Ooh, gets benched. Um, I ha- I do have the football team beating the Browns. Um, uh, I think it'll be, like, a lower-scoring game, 17 to, like, 14, Washington. Um, So I got the Browns in this one, and I'm, I'm thinking 17 17- – Two, three. Okay. Uh, Bengals, Eagles. I got the Eagles by a good amount. I'm going to say 28-13. I have the – hold up, skip me. I have to think about this. All right. Um, I'm going to go Eagles 21-10. I'm also going to go Eagles um, 20-27-2. Seventeen. I'm gonna take the Bengals. Seventeen fourteen. I'm also gonna take the Bengals twenty ten. All right, we got Raiders Patriots. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm gonna. I gotta go with the Raiders. Honestly, I I really like the Raiders against the Saints last week. So I'm gonna go Raiders. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, 24-21 in overtime. That's the exact thing I was about to say. <laughs> All right. Um, 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Pats, twenty-eight to seven. Yeah, I don't think the Raiders can keep up what they're doing. I think Cam's gonna have a great game, and Patriots are gonna win. Um, 20, 24 to 18. I have the same thing as Henry. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have the Pats and I had it, um, I, I, I had it 35, 18. All right, let's go Bears Falcons. I got the Falcons. Uh, I, I'm just really liking, um, I think Calvin Ridley will have another big game. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go 27-13. Um, I'm going to go I'm going to go Bears 28 to 24. I'm going to go Falcons 38 to 10. Dang, I I think if the Bears get their defense together, they'll win. I think Trubisky has a great game. Um, Bears win 31 to 28. Yeah, I have the Bears, and I'm thinking 24 to 24-10. Uh, okay. Bills, Bills, Rams. All right, Ram. Yeah, here we go. Here's Christian's team. Bills, Rams. Uh, I got the Bills. Uh, I just see. I don't know. I I just see Josh Allen having another great game. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 30 to 14. Um, I have the Bills twenty-seven to twenty-three. I got. I have the Rams. That's my bold prediction of the week. I have the Rams twenty-seven to no, not twenty-eight to seventeen. I think these Rams corners are just gonna have their way with these Bills wide receivers, and I, th- I think the Bills running game just isn't good enough to hang out with this Rams defense. The Rams defense has lo- low key been looking pretty nice and I just think that the Rams are just gonna outplay them. Yeah, I have I have Rams um twenty four to twenty. Um I think we're gonna see actually how Josh Allen is at quarterback this week. He's playing an actually decent decent a decent defense for the first time. Um and I think the Bills will underperform. Uh I got the Bills thirty one twenty one. All right. Let's go to Texans Steelers. Uh, I got the Steelers because I'm not liking the Texans defense. I I love Deshaun Watson, um, but I got the Steelers by a good amount. I'm gonna go 28 to seven. I'm gonna go Steelers 24 to 17. Um, I'm gonna go Steelers 31 to. 31 to 20, and I think Big Ben is going to show why he can be comeback player of the year this game. Yeah, no, I, I Steelers have been my team from the very start of the season to that I think are going to make the playoffs. Um, their defense is amazing. They win 31 20 as well. Um, I have the Steelers, I'm thinking 31 to 14. All right, let's go to Titans Vikings. Uh, I think it's going to be a really close game. I think these teams are really similar. You look look at the running backs, look at the receivers. But uh, I'm going to go with Titans. I'm going to go uh, 23-21 in overtime. Yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings 24-21. Um, I think Kirk Cousins has another bad game, but I do think Dalvin Cook has two to three touchdowns. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Titans – 31 – no, I'm going to go Titans 35 to 24, high-scoring game. I think that Derrick Henry is going to get clicking against this horrible Vikings defense this year. I think it's going to be a big game. Yeah, I have the Titans. Vikings just haven't shown it yet. I think Derrick Henry finally has um, the game that he should. Um, I have Titans 27 to 20. All right, Panthers, Chargers. I'm not I I promise I'm not trying to be biased, but I really think the Panthers have a chance. I'm gonna go Panthers 27-26. And uh I think I think Robbie Anderson is gonna prove why he is a legit wide receiver with two touchdowns and 150 yards. So the Chargers said that if Tyrod Taylor's healthy, they're gonna start him. So if he starts, I think the Panthers can pull this game out. 
But if Justin Herbert starts, I think he gets his first win against us. Assuming that Tyrod starts, let's say, 24-20 us, but if Herbert starts, 27-24 them. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go 24-21 Panthers, game-winning field goal by Joey Sly. Um, I don't see how the Chargers can bench uh, Herbert after the game he had, and the Panthers just suck, so I have Chargers 31-28. Um, to 28. Uh, um, I had um, the exact same thing as Gray. All right. All right, we're going to Jets-Colts. Uh, I think it's an easy dub for the Colts. Uh, I got Jonathan Taylor with two touchdowns. I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go 28-10. to 10. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go Colts 35-10. to 10. I'm going to go Colts 34-20. to 20. Um, I'm going to go Colts... 28 to 9. Um, I'm going to go Colts, but not just because of their offense. I think their defense is going to be explosive in this game. Um, and I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking a pretty high-scoring game for the Colts, like a 38 to Jets, 23. Yeah, right. Jonathan Taylor's going to ball out. Yes, sir. All right, Cowboys, Seahawks. Man, this is a hard one. Uh Honestly, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I think I really like Russell Wilson this year. I think he is up there for MVP. But I'm really liking this Cowboys team. I think, I think you know their receivers and obviously Zeke, who's a top three running back, and Dak, who's sometimes he's very underrated. Sometimes he's, I mean, he's pretty consistent. So I got I got Cowboys 31 23. Let me see Hawks. 35 24. I have, I'm going to go Cowboys 28 to 24. I just think that this, this Seahawk, de- like this Cowboy defense held Todd Gurley to 61 yards last week. Todd, Todd Gurley, who used to, he was arguably one of the best running backs in the NFL a year and a half ago. But he has yeah. arthritis. I think this Cowboys defense. Is going to keep that momentum running from Atlanta and just bring it right to Seattle. Um, this is my game of the week. I think this will be a better game than the Chiefs Ravens game and the Packers Saints game. I do unfortunately have the Cowboys winning 28 to 24. Yeah, I, I agree that this will be like probably the like the game of the week. Um, and I'm I'm thinking actually um Seahawks um Seahawks 35 to 28. All right. On a lot touchdown. All right. Lions Cardinals. Uh, I got the Cardinals. I'm a huge fan of that offense. Uh, I got the Cardinals 35 17. I have the Cardinals 17 14. Um, I'm going to go Cardinals 35 10. I have Cardinals 27 14. Um, I have the Cardinals 28 to 14. All right, Bucks Broncos. Uh, I got the Bucks. I see a big game from Tom Brady. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say twenty-one-seven. This is my upset game of the week. I have the Broncos winning twenty-seven-twenty-four. Um, I'm gonna go Buccaneers twenty-eight to seventeen. I think it's gonna be heavily a defensive game. I have Bucks winning. 20 to 14. Uh, I'm going Buccaneers 21 zip. Great. Packers Saints. Packers Saints. I am loving this game. And I got the Packers. I think they're going to win by 17 points over the Saints. So, uh, yeah, I have, the, I have the Packers going 31 17. Um, I'm going to go. Packers, 31-28. I have Packers, 27-20. Aaron Jones, I think, is really going to step it – I mean, not step it up because he did great. I think he's really going to show us that he's amazing. All 
yeah, so I have the Packers too. Um, I mean, Packers past two weeks have scored more than 48 points. Um, and, um, it, well, I mean, D- Devontae Adams, if you put him in the picture, um, like, I mean, he's questionable right now, but like more than likely he's supposed to play. But I'm saying if Devontae Adams does not play, this is a game that's going to be 31 to 28. But if Devontae Adams does play, it'll be 42 to 28. All right. And here's our big Monday night game. Two great AFC teams, Chiefs, Ravens. Um, I see a big game for Patrick Mahomes, and I got the Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to go 42-35. Um, I'm going to go Ravens 42 to 38. I just think this Chiefs offense, the Chiefs offense and defense just haven't been clicking together. You saw them go to overtime with Chargers last week. Chargers had a couple big opportunities in overtime. They just didn't really get out of their own end zone. I think this Chiefs defense is going to underperform big time this year, but still make a run late in the playoffs. Give me the Ravens, 31-21. I think Mahomes struggles. I think Chiefs – I think this is the game they show us that can win two Super Bowls in a row. I have Chiefs 40-35. to 35. Yeah, I have the, I, I, I have the Chiefs 40-35. Uh, that seems pretty good. All right. So um, – We've already talked about this a little bit, but next we're going to go into our bold predictions. So I'll start it off. Uh, mine is about the Green Bay Packers game. I got the Packers w- beating the Saints by 17 points. Um, I'm just not – I don't know. I, I don't think – I think Kamara will still have a great week, but I don't think they're going to click the same way they normally would. I mean, obviously, there's a there's a good chance Michael Thomas will come back, but – I don't know. I, I'm really liking the Packers this year, and Aaron Rodgers could easily get be up there for MVP candidate. So I got my uh, my upset is definitely that game. If you want to call it upset, I mean, I just I'm just really liking the Packers this week. My bold prediction is really really bold. Now, a lot of people won't agree, but I say if the Saints don't win this game or Brees struggles, they're going to throw Jameson week four because last game last game. Drew struggled a lot, and if they start one and two, and Breeze isn't doing good, I have Jameis. I think they have confidence in him. Wow. No, I mean these are going to be Drew Breeze's last, last or second to last year in the NFL, probably. Um, it, they're not going to bench him. I don't think Drew. Brees, I don't think Drew Breeze will leave until he comes home with a ring. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, so. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm glad you're bold, but like. Jameis is nowhere close to him, even if Drew Brees underperforms. But if you think about it, if you uh, think about it. Any other year where the Saints knew they were going to win the division, I think they would have kept Breeze. But now they actually have real contention with the Bucks, and I think the Falcons will step it up. So I think if they really want to win this division and Breeze underperforms again and they start the season with the losing record, I think they're going to throw Jameson. Okay. Um, my bold prediction, I have Rams beating the Bills. I just really think this Bill offense, their run game hasn't really gotten – like on the ground running yet. Their run game's really iffy with Singletary and Zach Moss. Yep. Their wide receivers, pretty iffy. John Brown, Stefan Diggs, I'll give him that. But I think Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey last week, I didn't see what he did last week, but week one, he had a pretty decent impact on Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, in my opinion, is one of the NFL's best at the position. I don't think you get too much better than that. I don't think Stefan Diggs is – very close to Mark Cooper skill-wise. I just think that these Bills wide receivers are going to get locked down by these corners. I just think – I think the Rams just go crazy on them a little bit. I think we see Cam Akers a little incorporate on the goal line. So I have – No, I agree with that completely. Um, I already I already talked about it a little bit, but I have the Bears over the Falcons. Um, Trubisky, he's going to go back to that Pro Bowl season that he had. He's going to ball out. Um, I think he'll throw three or four touchdowns, one interception. Um, Falcons defense is not going to stop David Montgomery. Allen Robinson's going to have a good game. 
Um, and I think the Bears defense, if like I said, if they can get together and really focus, they can stop Calvin Ridley and what he's done so far. Um, okay, so like my bold prediction, it's um, with the Cleveland Browns and Washington football team. Um, I really got the Cleveland Browns on this one. Um, uh, um, especially like, I mean, their run game is phenomenal. Like we saw last week with Kareem Hunt and um, Kareem Hunt and Nick oh. Chubb. It was absolutely phenomenal. And um, also two great receivers, um, Odell and Landry. And I see Baker Mayfield popping off. And like last week, um, there was this thing that was like, if Baker Mayfield knows that like, if he does not show anything in that game, he will be benched. And this is his time to shine. I think this game... He has, um, he, he has a really good game. It's his time to shine, and I really think the Cleveland Browns are going to demolish the uh, Washington football team. So, yeah, so um, we got our last segment. Before that, I just want to say I'm really liking these matchups this week. I think there's going to be some great games to watch on Sunday. Um, I'm really liking that uh, Cowboys-Seahawks game. That's going to be – Obviously, a battle of some really great receivers, really great quarterbacks. Um, obviously, like Seattle has Chris Carson, who's who's pretty underrated. Um, so yeah, I think Sunday is going to be exciting. So um, this is our last segment. We're going to go into trivia. Uh, this is just something we thought would be fun. So I'm going to go first. Are we all? Do we all know um, Dre Kirkpatrick? the corner for the Cardinals. All right, where did he attend college? A, Rhode Island, B, Alabama, C, Oregon, or D, USC? Oregon. Alabama. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's Alabama. Yeah. Um, I got my question. You got it. Who – what um, quarterback receiving core right now – has a quarterback who's leading the league in pass yards and a receiver is leading the league in receiving yards. Currently? Yeah, what team? It's definitely the Bills, but yeah. I don't want to say it out loud. Buffalo Bills, but they will be getting worse as the season goes on. Just wait till Jalen Ramsey comes on the scene. Just wait. Jalen Ramsey's in no one compared to Stephon Diggs. <laughs> no, I hate yeah. the Bills so much. All right, I got one. This one's kind of all out. I'm not going to lie to y'all. All right. Okay. What Motown singer tried out for the Lions in 1970? Stevie Wonder, Lionel Richie, Marvin Gaye, and Smokey Robinson. I'm going to go with Marvin Gaye. Smokey Robinson. Marvin Gaye. Uh, I think Smokey Robinson. It was Marvin Gaye. He, added, he bulked up wow. 30 pounds and trained with a Hall of Fame tight end from the Lions at the time. And then he got close to a bunch of players, and they ended up singing back up on his song, What's Going On. It's pretty cool. Okay, so mine is pretty easy. It's who led the league in running yards in the 2018-19 season. 2018-2019. Um, that was early. That was early. Wait, yeah, that was yeah. I'm gonna go early. Also, update I just got Christian McCaffrey's in place from the IR. Dang it! Damn. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with uh, Zeke. Yeah, it was Zeke. let's go, baby. Okay, no, so we could talk about the Christian McCaffrey thing for a little bit. Yeah, sure. So the, you just got that like ESPN notification or something on your phone, Christian? So I think the the IR rules are a little bit different this year. Yeah. I so I think he can be back in what like five games or something like that. Three at three at least. Oh okay. Okay. But I don't know. So that's that's not that big of a deal then. We knew he was gonna miss four to six weeks. Um, my guess is it'll be because they're they're not really gonna want to play him and get him all tired. Um, since hopefully we'll be tanking for Trevor. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Thanks for Trevor, baby. Thanks for Trevor. I mean, I'm, I don't, obviously, I love Christian McCaffrey. Who doesn't, who lives in Carolina doesn't like Christian McCaffrey? I'm kind of excited to see what this holds for our team because you saw Mike Davis getting court. Yeah. 
separated at, on that last drive. No, he was he was doing well. I think that I think this could kind of shake up our offense a little bit because they kind of know what our run game was pretty bad these first two weeks because McCaffrey he's not too much of a power back more of a loose back and we just haven't got him in space like that. Yeah. From what we've seen from Mike Davis, he looks almost like a power back, almost like a vintage Jonathan Stewart, the 2015 season. That was I, great. I think, especially with Teddy Bridgewater being the number four passing leader this year, I think this Panthers offense could get on the ground running and CMC comes back and we'll just be – I think we could be a contender for top of the division. Yeah. And I think this is a great opportunity for Mike Davis because he's – I mean – gotten like I think the first game he was on for three snaps didn't get any touches he was on the field for three snaps um and so I think this is going to be the opportunity where he shows he is um the RB2 in Carolina and he can do it I think this is going to take some time to develop though because I don't think I don't think it's just going to happen over like overnight almost like CMC did I think we're going to have to see a big step up in our defense but if we get Teddy Bridgewater throwing the ball and he's I mean, he's the fourth leading passer yard for passing leader for a reason. That doesn't just, you don't just, that doesn't just happen on accident. So I think once we start getting in the end zone, our defense will get some confidence and we can actually like get on the ground running. I think the Chargers are going to be a really good team to go off of a little bit because their offense was wasn't really struggling. But if Tyrod Taylor plays, I think we got a good chance and I think we can get some momentum going into week four. Yep. See, I, I only have the Panthers going 3-13. and 13. I don't really see. Yeah. I, I think 5-11 and 11 is what we did last year. I think that's honestly our ceiling. And our floor is like 2-14. Two and, two and 14. I, yeah, I don't think I, we're going to do I think well our, our offense has a chance to like sort of mesh well. But, I mean, our like pretty much our whole offense revolves around McCaffrey. And yeah. I think Mike Davis could have an impact. But, I mean, he's obviously not a big name. So I think our, I mean, obviously we're, we've got a lot of receivers like from off seasons and stuff like, uh, I mean, obviously Robbie Anderson, Seth Roberts, people like that. I, I just think like if our receivers can step up and even like Teddy just be more confident because obviously he's gotten injured before and he's like, he's dealt with stuff like that. So if Teddy can have more games where he throws more touchdowns and less picks, I think we have a chance to win more than five games. I mean, obviously I hate saying that because it's a still a bad record, but like, like from what I've seen, most people don't think the Panthers are going to be that great. So yeah, I see. I, I kind of disagree. I don't think our ceiling quite five and 11. Cause I mean, we saw, us I get think close. we saw us get close to Tampa Bay last week. I mean, it was pretty iffy, but if you were if we're being honest, like if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't throw those two picks, we we I'm not gonna say we win that game, but we have a better chance, and we don't have to get that last stop and with inside two minutes, right? And then on top of that, look at the rest of our the rest of our division is all one and one except for us. So this division is cracked wide open, especially with that Raiders that Saints Raiders game. I think that shows that the Saints are beatable. They have in a Achilles heel, whatever you want to say. I think I think this division is definitely – I don't think we're going to win it, actually, but I think it's a winnable division depending on how our rookies play and how our defensive line starts playing. I love um, that D-line. Like, I'm really feeling like Brian Burns could have another great year. Obviously, Derek Brown, the rookie, like from what I've seen so far, he's been playing pretty well. Um, I mean, obviously, we have veterans like K1 Short who – I mean, he's experienced he's injured. injuries, but, like, I, I actually really like our D-line for what I've seen so far. Um, So, for, like, a CMC fantasy perspective as an owner of CMC, like, I mean, yeah, like, it sucks. Like, I mean, because that was, that was more likely, you, like, you had first pick, and then, I mean, if he's on injured reserve or whatever, but um, – like on a fantasy standpoint, more than likely you're not gonna get M. Davis or like um like pick up um like the backup because people are already like rushing to get him. Um so yeah, like definitely 
losing McCaffrey for your fantasy team, like if you're not a very big Panthers fan, that is a huge loss. And um, I don't know really like I, – I think like you kind of just got to like hope for like the best at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, unless anyone else has anything else to say, I think – this is going to wrap up our first episode. Um, I think we had some great, great points on. Um, we've had some really exciting games last week. So um, it was great talking to you guys. And um, we hope to see everyone for episode two, hopefully next week. Yeah, right. no, I, I think it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And I think we, we appreciate everybody for watching and, I think we're going to try to make one episode a week, maybe two, if it gets to that point. But stay tuned. Yep. Yep.